What's up, gamblers? You already know. It's your boys, Dennis Perez and Rowell Cabral, and this is Bet the Universe, where we talk sports betting. BetTheUniverse.Podbean.com, the original home, iTunes, Spotify, the extra platforms where you can find the show, the IG page, Instagram page, where, of course, you can engage with the show, and the panel pick app, where you got Bet the Uni Row and Bet the Uni Dennis. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing their things. I think Roski number one right now. Yeah, I'm number one right now, bro. And uh I, you know, believe it or not, I almost mm-hmm. got uh my account into the into the okay. positive and I was down You're to ten there? units from those nice. bad UFC picks and almost ten units up now or made up in, in okay. this past season. So football's been kind. Uh, of course, you know we coming up on Super War, Super Wild Card Weekend. It is January 14th, 2023. So we actually recording this the morning of Super Bowl Super Wild Card Weekend. And you know, the picks have been good for your boy, bro. Uh, yeah, have. 26 and 19 now overall. We were of course all for the holidays and I was, you know, doing some video picks out there, putting those out for the weekend picks were and good. those were, were were a little successful. I think 6 they and were. 7 on the video picks, so okay. one game under, but you know, twenty six and nineteen on the season, so it's it's in the high fifties as far as far as percentage wise, and you know that's enough to make money. I think anything over fifty three percent is where you, where where you making money. So sure. um, not gonna lie, D, I, I lost track, man. We yeah, we yeah, missed no, a couple shows. All and good, all good. The twenty six and nineteen will, will carry us to the end here. That's what I mean. So just you know, just because I want I want to clear the air as far as I go. Yeah, so my yeah. picks I think are over five hundred though for sure, for sure. And then you so, know that's uh, what matters right there. Yeah. So you know, again today, you know, uh, the 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 dawn of Super Wild Card Weekend here. So playoffs are set. The, the all the teams are ready to go and me and Ro are ready to, to break this down and you know give out some winners. So Ro, sure. we're gonna start it off with the Seahawks and 49ers matchup here. 49ers, uh you said it ticked up to ten now. It was nine and a half when I was writing all the stuff down. So yeah. nine and a half, ten, I guess depending on where you bet and exactly. shop. And uh the over under sits at forty two. This is an interesting matchup, bro, right here. These you know, a lot of these games going on the teams have played twice in the regular season division matchups yep. being uh you know decided in the playoffs so what you think about this one right here man i mean everyone's gonna think san fran here d i think to start you know i mean they got 10 straight wins they scored at least 33 points in five of the last six games you know they beat seattle by a combined score 48 20 so everything looks good for them off the bat, what what I see is, is Seattle's run defense, my brother. Ranks 30th in the league, giving up 150 yards a game. That makes me think automatically McCaffrey props, man. Uh, and that's how I'm going to start the show, man. Give you guys a quick prop here. McCaffrey props to go over on the run yards. Maybe we could get pull that up soon. But I like McCaffrey to come um, go over on his run yards for sure against that weak Seattle run defense, D. And you still got to protect Brock Purdy here a little bit. And, and the way you do that is by making sure you run the ball well here, especially against a bad run defense. So I like that. I mean, Seattle's offense here is scoring 20, almost 24 points a game. They have struggled with turnovers, D. That's, again, something that, that, that'll scare me here if I'm a Seattle fan because San Fran's caused a lot of turnovers this year. 28 takeaways this year. That's good for second in the league. So that's a little, you know, that, that points to San Fran there, of course. So I, looking at the line, D, 9.5, 10. You know, I'm thinking that this is going to be a closer game than people expect. The weather's at play here, too. We know there's a lot of rain over there in San Fran. I think, yeah, I, you know, we spoke we spoke before the game, uh, before the game, before the show. And, yeah, man, I agree with you, brother. I, I like plus 10 here, Seattle. I think this is going to be a closer game. You can see a backdoor cover here. And, you know, Brock Purdy, he's a rookie still, You can't and you can't forget that, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that's a big thing here. And I like Pete Carroll. I, I do like Pete Carroll in these spots. Pete, uh, jovial as ever on the sideline, right? For Bouncing real, yeah, around, chewing it. the gum. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I even we even get into all the games, and especially with this one, because we do have one rookie quarterback and a first-time uh, playoff game starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. So let me just get True. this out the way. This weekend, we have a bunch of rookie quarterbacks and a bunch of first-time playoff quarterbacks. So since 1990, rookie quarterbacks are 10 and 17 straight up in the playoffs, mm. including 3 and 10 straight up over the last decade. Rookie quarterbacks are 4, 7, and 1 against the spread on wild card weekend in the last 20 mm. years. First time starting quarterbacks as home favorites, 8 and 14 straight up, 6 and 16 against the spread since mm. 02. And since 02, quarterbacks making their first NFL playoff start, not rookie, but just first NFL playoff start, have gone 18 and 36 straight up, 17, 36, and 1 against the spread. Mm. That applies to both guys then in this Yeah, it, it, rookie quarter and, and yeah, rookie and, and, and Gino. Just, just a quarterback, yeah, Gino. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a vet just first making time his first start. Same thing mm-hmm. with Herbert today. Yes. Uh, Lawrence, you know. So being that there's so many guys in that kind of position, I wanted to get these numbers out. Wow. So and and now back to Seattle and 49ers and how you know that all factors into here. I mean. We these guys played in week two and in week fifteen, and both times the 49ers got off to big starts, bro. They finished mm-hmm. that week two game, they won twenty seven to seventeen. Week fifteen was a, a twenty one thirteen. So that's more within the number that we see now here. Yeah. Um divisional underdogs since two thousand in the playoffs row. 19, 11, and one against the spread mm. in the third meeting in the playoffs. So they had the, the criteria has to be that they played twice in the regular season. They're playing for a third time in the playoff. So in that third meeting in playoffs, the divisional underdog 19, 11, one against the spread. Interesting. But the Seahawks, man, they come in and kind of limping into this game yeah. right here. Roll yeah, 0 and five sure. against the spread last five against yeah. the NFC and one and seven against the spread last eight overall. Yeah, I saw and, that. You know, so I mean, be, the the weather kind of made me kind of lean Seattle plus ten. Had the and, and earlier in the week, the miles per hour, like the prediction on the miles per hour wind wise was tw- and, you know 20 plus. And you're saying now it's kind of re- been reduced to 10, so yeah. should make the passing game a little better, uh, especially for, for Purdy and San Francisco and Gino and them. But you know, I'm not gonna be uh, I'm, I'm not gonna nitpick, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the obvious here and I'm gonna go San Francisco to cover the spread. Oh, you're going, you're going San Francisco, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Just so, because, you know, I don't think the weather's going to be as bad as predicted earlier in the week. Okay. Uh, you know, probably still be a lot of rain. But, you know, listen, there's been four times where Seattle's faced like a top five def- defense this year. And all four times they've gone into huge holes in those games, you know, mm. like falling behind really, really bad, like early. Yeah. And they did it twice against San Francisco this year. You know, as long as Purdy doesn't falter and, and fall into those rookie traps or first time playoff starting quarterback yeah. traps. I think San Francisco smokes these guys. I'm going to go with the San Francisco to cover the the big number. I think this is what I'm going to say. Like As we continue to break this game down and you look at the game plan and everything like that, I want you to consider that the... Brock Purdy, he he had some really good success against the zone last time. I'm talking about he was he completed 11 and 12 passes against the zone last time against Seattle when these two teams met. But against press coverage, when they go man, he was 6 of 14. I think we're going to see a lot more press coverage here when we break this game down, you know. I think we're going to see a lot more press coverage here from Seattle. And I think we're going to see some trick plays from Seattle and Pete Carroll. You know, some try some different things against the San Fran defense and try and get some scores. And maybe even look at that uh, that Las Vegas Raiders game, uh, you know, because Stidham and, and the Raiders had a lot of success against San Fran. San Fran gave it up there. You know, it's going to be tough. To keep it close, and yeah, Seattle's not coming in here with a lot of steam. I mean, one and seven, like you said, against the spread the last eight, and the opposite for San Fran here. They're seven and one against the spread as a home favorite this season, and they have five straight covers. You know, Seattle does have a good history in this series, but that's going back quite a while. So, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that the weather helps Seattle instead. Before of you make that decision. Another thing to point out, San Francisco's offense, they run the ball really well. Like, yep. they're 8th and running, and that seems to be, like, a weakness for Seattle. 30th best of it. So, it you is. know, it, when strings play into weaknesses, it's going to help Purdy out because he might not even have, you know, he might not have to throw the ball 30 times today, 35 times. It may be, you know, be able to take care of it with just a run. You're also, right. Seattle has propensity to, like, turn the ball over, yes. and San Francisco is awesome at creating turnovers. Yes, so, I mean, second in the league. I, when it comes to individual matchups and just matchups as far as, you know, units go and all that, everything is just pointing to San Francisco. So, I just don't want to overthink it here, and you I know what? You. I'll, I'll just lay the big number with the better team. All right, I think my best bet though is going to be the over. The okay. I, I know that you were thinking, you know, you were thinking under because of the weather and stuff but like it, that. Yeah. But the wind is not that it big might not of a be deal. As bad. Exactly. So the forty-two, I'll grab the forty-two. Give me an over forty-two on the Seattle San Fran game. You know, I, I'm expecting points here. And besides that, I really like that McCaffrey prop. You know, over on the run yards. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter to me. I think they're going to run the ball, and I think they're going to run it well against this weak Seattle run defense. So I think D's trying to pull it up right now. Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, this is this this game, this is the first one today and Saturday, you know, on Saturday. 74 and a half. Yeah, 74 and a half. I, I kind of expected that kind of number over? here. Over? I like the over. I like the over. All right. Anything you like prop-wise here, D? In Debo this game, Samuel, anytime touchdown, maybe something over here with, with Lockett or something like that, or Walker. I mean, it's tough to run against the San Fran defense, so. For any time touchdown, I'd go uh, McCaffrey, CMC is a candidate. Maybe Ayuk. Ayuk. Ayuk seems to get the end zone as well, man. 
Good one. Good one. I like that. So, you, I'm sure there's value But definitely, value I like that rushing prop with, with CMC. I think that's that's the obvious right there. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with the obvious this game. And, and you know, D, you kind of talked me out of Seattle there. You kind of scared me off there. So, I would be a little bit, you know, I'd be a little shaky if I, if I was a Seattle fan, you know? Because San Fran, I mean, listen, San Francisco with a fantastic defense. The 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 offense seems to be humming better now with Purdy than it did with Jimmy G. Because they they getting you know they're scoring yeah. points with Purdy. Yeah, thirty. The the plus. home crowd is gonna be raucous, bro. It's gonna be you know a good atmosphere. So you know, I, you you're right. Know, just can't overthink these things sometimes. I hear you, my brother. Let's move on. And not for nothing, uh, favorites were, were fantastic last year in the wild card. I know, you know, you got to pick underdogs. That's the long-term trend. Though. But last year, favorites, I think they were like 6-1 and one in these games. Or, mm. or, or they, they won a lot of the games, any, all of them but one. I Especially the you. high favorites. Uh, they're high favorites for a reason. Chargers, Jaguars, the next game. Chargers favored on the road, minus 2.5 here. 47.5 is the total. Roski, what you think about this one? This is a good matchup here between good, good quarterbacks, matchup. the future quarterbacks matchup. of the league. Yeah, this is a good matchup between, like you said, two guys here that are making their first start. Like, you know, both of them making their first start, like playoff start. So that's that's at play here too. You know, you never know what you're going to get. That's why I was a little bit concerned about Purdy. But this is the Saturday night game, guys, 8-15. I like it. The spread, 2.5, is a nice tight spread here. It's kind of gone up in, in the, um, Vegas' uh, Los Angeles' favor here. Um. I don't know, man. The Jaguars were super unimpressive that last game, D. That's the one thing I will say, you know. Lawrence looked like he, he was having a little, you know, a great year, and then he kind of slipped up there towards the end. So, I mean, these things happen. I think I give a big coaching edge to Doug Peterson here over Staley. That's the one thing I will say. And, of course, the Jaguars are at home. One thing that I want to look at is, is Mike Williams starting? You know, that's a big thing here, D. Mike Williams is a, has been a great weapon for, for Chargers and Herbert. You know, they're going to need him in this game. If they don't have him in this game, I think I lean more Jags here. If Mike Williams is playing, I like the Chargers in this game, you know. So, I'm looking at that. And I think there'll be points here, too. You know, I really do think there'll be points. I know it's a playoff game. But, I mean, 47, I like the over. I like both these teams to get some points here. They both could be very explosive offensively, you know. The 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 run defense for, for the Chargers is pretty bad. Etienne. On the props, on the props here, guys. Any rushing yards props for Etienne? I like the over there. The Chargers give up the run; they'll give it up again here. And, and then I like Christian Kirk under receiving yards, guys. Under receiving yards on Christian Kirk. I've been over on Christian Kirk all year. This time I go opposite. Why? He's actually second in the league for slot yards this year. But the Chargers, they're bad. They're, they're that's where they thrive. They're fourth fewest yards on against slot receivers this year. I like the under there. I think they control Christian Kirk. Derwin James will will, will have will play a part in that. And, and and Bosa, of course, and Khalil Mack will, will play a part in that, getting to the quarterback. You know? But I I'm I'm gonna lean gun to my head here, you know, all things not knowing Mike Williams' status. I'm gonna lean Chargers here, D. I mean, they've played well here coming down the stretch. Last five games, four oh and one against the spread. They've got three straight covers. Give me the Chargers, two and a half. I think Mike Williams plays. Is a playoff. You know, this is the playoffs. Uh, just to supplement some of the things you said in, in your uh, arg argument right there, or, you know, what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Christian Kirk, 57 and a half okay. is his total. Yeah. Etienne, 78 and a half is his for rushing. I and I don't see Mike Williams listed as on any of the uh, prop sheets. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking game time decision. We won't know till closer to the game I'll tonight. I'll look that up real quick. But, um... I think I'm going to have to echo Roel's sentiments on this game right here. I also like the Chargers two and a half, and it's because that Jaguars' pass defense is so bad. Ranked 28th in the NFL, 30th in DVOA. Mm. Um, and, and you know, Herbert, that, that's his strength right there, right? Throwing the ball to, to all his receivers. What's up? You got something to Mike? No Mike, Mike Williams out. So Mike Williams is out. That's such a bad look on Staley, bro, for playing yeah. him last week when he didn't have to, man. Yeah. That was so unnecessary right there. So, I mean, we'll see how, how the game plays out without Mike Williams. But you know what? It doesn't change anything for me and still. my pick. I still like the Chargers two and a half. Um, you know, he has other weapons to throw to. Yeah. It's going to be harder without Mike He's Williams. He's used to throwing to other guys because those, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were out for a lot of this year. So, you know, Carter and, guy, and you know, a couple of other guys. Mm -hmm. I forgot their names. Now, but. I, I do remember week three where the Jaguars smoked these guys mm -hmm. 38 to 10. But that yes. was when uh, Herbert was coming off injury. I, I believe he played that mm -hmm. game with broken ribs. And Keenan Allen was not in that game as well. So, but he, despite all that, he did throw for 297. 
And again, you know, the, the, the Jaguars pass deep. And their run defense is stout. Like, they can stop yeah. the run. Yeah. But the, it's that secondary that's the... 28. That's suspect. Chargers coming, like you said, Roe, coming into this one kind of hot. One of the best uh, against the spread teams of the season. 11-5-1 on the season against the spread. 4-0-1, like you mentioned, in these last five coming into this matchup right here. And 5-0 and against the spread last five times they visited Jacksonville. 9-1 mm. against the spread last 10 versus Jags. Okay. So, you know, I, I know those are different iterations of a Jaguar team, Urban Meyer era in, in that, you know, grouped <laughs> in there. And, and, of course, all quarterbacks before Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, something to, 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 to see. We're going to go with the Chargers two and a half here. I just think that matchup of uh, the Chargers number three pass offense against this Jaguars uh, number 28 pass defense is, is too tantalizing for me to, to not take a shot, especially with two and a half here. The Chargers have been, it looks like they're becoming that team that we all thought they could be in these last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe the Jags are a year early, Rose. So, Jaguars two and sure. a half here. I feel you. What do you think about props here? Do you anything to jump out at you? Are you looking at anything um, over there on the Chargers side? Now knowing that Mike Williams is out, you, I mean, Keenan Allen will be keyed in on, but they, there's other weapons. Obviously, Exeter. Ingram, 39 and a half. Ingram, okay. Ingram, over. you know, the security blanket, the guy over the middle. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I like I like Ingram. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. And you did, didn't you tell me something about Herbert? You still like that whole Herbert over on the passing yards? I do. Uh, I believe it's 279. Let me just make sure that it, it's still that. Because of that Jags, you know, porous run um, pass defense. Definitely agree 279 and a half, man. I got to go with Herbert. You, you know, go, he's going to be tossing the right, especially with uh, Jacksonville's ability to stop the run. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be on Herbert to pass and to get these guys across the finish line and to a win. So yeah, I like that two seventy nine and a half. I'll go Herbert over over passing yards. So there you go, guys. I got Etienne over on over seventy eight rushing yards, seventy eight and a half rushing yards for Etienne. I got Christian Kirk under fifty seven and a half, and D has a couple of nuggets there too. The over for Herbert two seventy nine. Herbert two seventy nine and a half. Engram thirty nine and a half. There you go. So four nuggets for you guys. Have at it. And any thoughts on the total, my brother? 47. Uh, I, I would be inclined to go over, Rose. Lean Kingdom. over, right? Yeah. Let's get some points. There's some fireworks Saturday night. Doug Peterson with a couple of trick plays. He'll be up to something, right? <laughs> Doug Peterson be up to something in this game. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Jags keep this close, even win this game. But, yeah, my lean is going to be Chargers. Jacksonville special tonight? Yeah, we might see something Florida, like that. Right? Florida special. <laughs> so. Right? Uh, next game up is tonight. Or is it? These are tomorrow's games, right? So yeah, tomorrow. So there's two tomorrow. games today. Yeah, Miami. One game tomorrow, one game. Super wild card weekend. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Dolphins and Buffalo. Now, it's unfortunate that Tua is not going to be playing in this one, bro. So, we got a, a, a line of 13 and a half because of that Whew. Buffalo's way. And yeah. 43 and a half is the total. What Tua. do you think? Tua out. Mostert out with a thumb. Getting some surgery. Bridgewater questionable. I still don't understand why he's not starting here. I mean, Skylar Thompson, you know? I mean, he kind of sucks, bro. Like, I got to be honest with you. I hope he has a good game, and I hope he plays well. But he's facing the Bills' defense here, his second-scoring defense here. I mean, they're only giving up 17 points, almost 18 points again, 17.9. And then this Bill, he has to also match up with this Bills' offense, which is second in scoring, you know, scoring 28 points a game. This is a tall task right here, especially when you're talking about a warm-weather team like Miami coming up to Buffalo. It's going to be cold. You know, since the one thing that that sides Miami, I'm gonna start with a nugget for for you for you fella. Since 2014, underdogs are eight and two against the spread when facing a divisional opponent that they and that they're meeting in the playoffs. A divisional opponent meeting in the playoffs, so eight and two. So the division opponents do do pretty well here, especially if they're dogs. So that that bodes well for Miami. But this Miami pass defense is suspect. They're 27th in the league, giving up at least 235 a game. That's a lot, you know. And, and and Miami's just been bad in Buffalo, man. They three and seven and one against the spread in meetings in Buffalo. You know, I, everything here is pointing to Buffalo. Let's not overthink this, my brother. Minus thirteen and a half, Buffalo. Get it now before his fourteen. Probably gonna hit fourteen before game time. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's Buffalo or nothing for me here. So I'll be laying the thirteen and a half. Uh, Miami's offense, man, and and this is just because of uh, this is the tour thing, you know. With without Tua. They're fuck. Oh, well, sorry, guys. Let me just mute this here. Daughter. Yeah, without Tua. <laughs> without Tua, the offense drops from third from third to twenty first in DVOA. Without Tua, they average sixteen uh, a game without him. So 
Sorry, guys. And like yeah. I mentioned before, with the rookie quarterback, uh, Skyler, I mean, quarterbacks making that first playoff start. They're yeah. 18 and 36, mm-hmm. straight up 17, 36 and 1 against the spread. Dolphins also, the last 11 in my, or, or the last time, the last 11 times the Dolphins have gone up to Buffalo, they're 3 7 and 1 against the spread. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, listen, th- this is mostly a, a, a Skyler Thompson thing, you know? Yeah. This guy right here, it, it, when I, I've seen him play a few times this year, betting on Miami or betting, you know, betting games that uh, the Dolphins were involved in, and a lot of three and outs, man. You know, I, I don't know if this guy's going to be able to keep up, especially with Buffalo's defense. And Miami doesn't run the ball all that well either. Yeah. You know, they're 25th and running, so it's not like he's going to get anything, any pressure alleviated there. And Buffalo seems to be stout against the run as well. So mm-hmm. number five against the run, stopping it. If, if there was any way that Miami was going to stay in this game with Tua, it was going to be through the air. And I don't think that's going to be possible with Skylar Thompson. So I think, I mean, Buffalo, I think they're going to smoke them by 13 and a half. I think they went by 20 or more, Roski. Yeah, I agree, D. And I think there's a big coaching edge here, too, for Buffalo. I got to be honest. I know McDaniel had a good start to the year, but the team's lost five of the last six games. You know, they've been giving up tons of points. I know the schedule was tougher, but even then, like the wins that they did get, they weren't great wins. They beat Detroit only by four. They just barely beat Chicago at Chicago. They barely beat Pittsburgh at home in, in one of those Monday night games, I think it was, or a Sunday night game. You know, so they they were kind of underwhelming there going down the stretch. You know, so I, I, I really like Buffalo's coach. I'm going to lean Buffalo with D, the 13 and a half. The 43 and a half, it, it, I don't know. The total is, is a little iffy, D. I, I don't know. I kind of lean on the under here. What do you think here? What yeah, you... I, I just don't think they're going to be able to go over that number with uh, with Skyler. Mm-hmm. Also, man, you know, Miami's defense, it's not like a situation where it's like, okay, maybe Seattle can cover that number against the 49ers because, you know, the the, the Seahawks can, Smith, can get something veteran, done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Seahawks defense is not atrocious, you know? Like, yeah. maybe they could slow these guys down a little bit. Pete Carroll comes up with some things. Exactly. But in this situation here, Miami's defense, man, uh, you know, 27th against the pass, they're not going to be able to stop Josh adding these guys. They, they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, just go. They're going to be able to pass all over them. Just don't see no reason, no no way they can be able to keep within this number. I'd be surprised if they they cover the fourteen, uh, Miami. Any props that I jump out at you? Anything that you that you thinking like, all right, this I really keen on this right here. Is it? Do you see? Do you look at, at Diggs here? You know, do you consider Diggs? I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna consider Waddle here. Why? Because he's had a hundred yards in both games against the Bills. It seems like he ha- he knows what he's doing here. I know Tyreek Hill's a little slowed here. They'll find a way to get the ball to Waddle. They'll have some big plays. They're going to be down big, so they're going to have to throw the ball in this game, D, you know, especially in the second half. So I, I like Waddle here on his over on his over receiving yards. I'm going to go uh, Dawson Knox for any time touchdown. I think nice. he's coming to this four straight games with a touchdown. Nice. So he's I love been that. finding the end zone lately a lot. I'm going to go with... There's, uh, there's value there, too. I'm sure of that. It's like a plus 200. Yeah, like four that. straight games with a touchdown for, for Knox. So, and then this one right here, he is... Uh, let me get it up real quick. Plus 200. So, plus value. Two. Yep. On a guy who's uh, who's been finding the end zone a lot lately. You Good know? job. Like, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him to score in this game. Good with job. With Miami's uh, poor defense and, and Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's going to dominate, man. I feel it. I like I it. I really feel like they're going to win this game by 20 or more. I agree Let's move with you. on to the uh, Giants and the Vikings. Vikings favored by three at home, and uh, forty-eight is the total. Of course, these teams played not that long ago, uh, a few weeks back, and the Vikings were able to win by a sixty-one-yard field goal in the closing seconds. Yeah, by Joseph. So yeah, man, this is gonna be a good one. I think this is gonna be one of the better games here. Two rookie coaches here at play. You know, both of the coaches, too, are, are really coach of the year candidates, D. You know, they've they really done a good job this year. Brian Dabo, I mean, you're talking about the Giants, 13-4 and four against the spread this year. That's league. That's the league best, guys. So I like that. You know, a lot of the numbers here, when I was breaking this game down, are pointing to the Giants. And what I mean is the Giants like to use play action here. They love, they love to run the ball. They're fourth in the league in running. But because of that, it sets up a nice play action. That's helped Daniel Jones this year, D, to the tune of being third highest completion percentage at 75% on those, on those kind of play action plays. And Minnesota, they struggle against play action. They're fifth worst in the league giving up that complete percentage at around 70. So I, I like the Giants here to try and keep this game close. Minnesota's been playing with fire all year. Yes, Minnesota's been great at home, but the Giants were, were almost beat Minnesota at home. They, they played a really good game over there. 
if they could if they could cover and you know what D the Giants they're getting a lot of defensive backs back also so that's gonna help them McKinney I think came back the last game they might get a, a their second best cornerback for this game here I think it's Jackson he might be coming back for this game you know four straight covers for the Giants four straight covers on the road for the Giants they're seven and one against the spread on the road this year everything here is pointing I like Dable I think Dable will be ready. And, you know, there's always that chance, you know, with, with Cousins that he'll throw a couple of picks. There's always that possibility. We know that. We know how Cousins do in these big spots. It's not super prime time because it's a 4, four o'clock game, but it's still a big game. So that means something to me. Give me the Giants. Daniel Jones having a great year. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, they brought Dable over here to see if he can do something with Daniel Jones being that he, you know, kind of fixed up Josh Allen over there mm-hmm. in Buffalo. And I, I, to say that he delivered would be an understatement. <laughs> I think he over-delivered. Like you mentioned, wrote 13-4 and four against the spread. Not only th- does Daniel Jones look like a competent quarterback, but he got the Giants to make the playoffs in year one. Mm-hmm. So like Ro mentioned, 13-4 and four all season long against the spread. 4-0 against the spread last four. So they coming into this one, you know, covering lines. Lawrence and Thibodeau, man, th- those guys rushing the quarterback, Mm-hmm. They're a fearsome duel right there, man. Especially Thibodeau. This guy's been wrecking havoc on Good quarterbacks, call. doing snow angels next to an injured Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. The other week got some flack for that. I expect him to cause more chaos today against uh, Minnesota, tomorrow against Minnesota. Vikings are 8-1 and one at home, but the Giants are a good road team as well. So yep. I think that's kind of a wash there. Jefferson did eat that first matchup against mm-hmm. the Giants. He had 12 receptions, 133 yards. And, you know, you know, Cousins leans on him a lot. So I think the Giants will have to do a, be- a bit of a better job covering Jefferson. Getting those defensive backs back, I think, will help and, a lot. And making that, that's a good point, Ro, and making Cousins a little more uncomfortable. But, yeah, man, I, I got to go with the Giants plus three in this one. I like them in this matchup. Mm-hmm. I like how they match up uh, running the ball-wise against Minnesota's run defense, which is uh, 20th in the NFL. So Saquon should be able to do his thing on the ground. And uh, Daniel Jones with his legs as well. He also right. is a running threat. So they, they can come from two different players as far as uh, running and all that. But, yeah, Minnesota's been playing close games all year long. Despite the, what, 13, 14 wins that they have, their point differential isn't all that impressive. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take the three points with the Giants here and, and hope they come through, Ro. I think they will. Yeah. And another thing mentioned along the lines of what you were saying, D., the, the Giants we hold, have to rush them with, with Thibodeau and Lawrence for sure. But in that last game against them, they got four sacks on him, and they got they hit him nine times. They hit Cousins nine times. And then the reason for that was they blitzed 43% of the times on, on Cousins' dropbacks. So you're going to get some more blitz in here. They ran the ball well that game too, D. I mean, Barkley only had 14 rushes, but he had 84 yards, you know, with a, for an average of six yards a rush. And Daniel Jones had four for 34. They're going to run the ball a little bit more this game. And they were highly successful throwing the ball that game. Daniel Jones was really good that game. 335 on the air that game. And Richie James, eight catches, 90 yards. Hodgins had eight catches for 90 yards as well. And, and even Slayton had four for 79. And they involved Barkley a lot. He had eight catches that game. So, you know, they they, they seem like they know what they're doing against this Minnesota um pass defense here. And their run defense, again, shaky. You know, I think the Giants keep this game close, even win this game, bro. Yeah. You know? I mean, listen, the Giants are just going to have to keep doing what they've been doing all year long, which yeah. is, you know, running the ball effectively mm-hmm. and not turning the ball over, yep. which is another big thing that Dabo's brought over here. Yep. He cleaned up that turnover mess with Daniel Jones. To, I mean, I think they're number two as far as offense giving, and, and, and giving away the ball. They, they've only nice. done it like 15, 16 times all year long. So as long as they just keep doing what they've been doing all year long, you know, Minnesota should provide some mistakes. And I think I think the Giants cover the three, if not win the game outright. What do you think about the total here, brother? 48. Mm, with the with the Giants' propensity to run the ball, this being mm-hmm. a playoff game and all that, like you said, uh, secondary's gotten a little stronger with people coming back. I'll mm-hmm. go under the 48 here. I agree with you a thousand percent. I actually really like the under here, guys. Under 48, the Giants played this game close to the vest. Cousins, a couple of turnovers, you know, on the other side of the field when they're about to score. I could see it. I could see it happening. Give me the under 48. And prop-wise, you know what? Barkley, man, I got to consider Barkley maybe on, on receptions. What, where, do we, where are we at Barkley on receiving yards, D? I want to see what that is. And, and maybe Barkley on reception, over on the reception, because Daniel Jones tried to just get the ball, ball out of there and just dump it to That's him. That's an interesting angle right there. Yeah, I like Saquon that. Barkley, 22 and a half yards on the receiving list. Love it. 
Love it. He had 48 yards last game against Minnesota. Hit him out the backfield. That's a form of them running the ball, you know, just dumping it to What do you think about Daniel Jones, 38 and a half rushing yards? Like the over. Yeah. I like the over. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's going to be active, man. Me too. You're going to use him in the run game. They're going to use him in the play-action game. They're going to use Barkley out the backfield. You know, I, the Giants could do a lot here. Minnesota doesn't have that kind of defense to stop any of these things either. So, I, I, I really like those props right there too, D. So, some good stuff there, man. Yeah, Looking forward to that Minnesota, game. 31st against the pass and 20th against the rush. Like, mm. yeah, it's like bro said, they can be had, you know. So, yeah. I, I think the, the, the Giants are in a good – this is a great matchup for the Giants. Exactly. Like very winnable game here. Exactly. You know? they, I agree. They got a good draw here in the first round. I a lot agree. of people think Minnesota been a paper tiger all year long. I mm-hmm. uh, noted the point differential. All those wins with that little point differential, I mean, it's just too many close games. So, We'll yeah. take the points. Against some bad teams too, dude. Not for nothing. Like just to mention just to end the you know, they they just they were really lucky to beat the Colts. And we know how bad the Colts were, right? Like they needed a historic comeback at home to beat the Colts. I mean, they lost to Detroit. Come the back Jets beat the Jets, you know, was a close game. And Mike Down White. big against Buffalo, another comeback yeah. there. I mean, these were really bad games. They got blown out by Green Bay, you know, late That's in the another season. thing. They have few losses this year, but in those losses, they got smoked. They yep. got smoked by Philly. Mm-hmm. Green Bay, right? Dallas smoked and them. Dallas smoked them. Yep. They they when they lose, they lose big. And Detroit. They yeah. lost big to Detroit, too, mm-hmm. by 11. The losses are ugly, and the wins are, are very close. You're right. So that that leans that lean is Giants. It has to be. Let's so we're going to move on to uh, the Ravens and the Bengals. This line, nine, nine and a half. Uh, it goes, sometimes goes down to eight and a half, eight and a half last night. So some buyback on the, on the Baltimore side. Uh, Lamar not playing in this one. The total, 40 and a half. I believe it's going to be Huntley, right, starting in this one? Yeah, I mean, Huntley was questionable, questionable too. Questionable as well. Tendinitis. Okay, so. But I think he plays, though. You know, it's a big game. So we'll see how, how that goes. But, uh, yeah, uh, a big spread here as well with a, another situation with a, with a quarterback, a backup quarterback. Yeah, and it could be a super backup if it ends up being, uh, I think it's Anthony Brown. I think it's Anthony Brown, the, the yeah. backup, right? Yeah. So that yeah, Anthony Brown. So that could be pretty tough right there if it is that comes down to that. I mean, the good thing is that you do have Harbaugh there, you know, and the the, the defense has been so good. The defense has been so good since Roquan Smith came along, you know. And if they could get Calais Campbell back this game, I'll check to see if Calais Campbell's gonna be in play in this game because that he's a huge part of that defense. You know, he he blocks field goals. He's all over the place most of the time. So I love me some Calais Campbell. But, guys, when you look at this, I'm going to start you guys with a betting nugget, you know, straight up. Since 1992, when teams meet in the final week of the season and they meet again the following week in the playoffs, the over is 11-2. and two. So I'll be looking at the over just because I love me some nuggets. The total's 40 and a half. I'm sure the weather is a little shaky out there and it's nice and cold out there. And, of course, we're probably going to get Huntley here. Baltimore will find a way. I feel like they're going to go run heavy here, D. You know, try to limit Burrow's possessions. Hopefully, gets the run game going. And, you know, Burrow wasn't great against the Ravens this year. That's one thing. He only had two touchdown passes against the Ravens. The Ravens have been really good on the road in the playoffs. They're 7-1 against the spread the last eight playoff road games. You know, so if, if there's anything to hang on there, if you're a Ravens guy, is that, you know, for me... Lean Cincinnati here. I love Cincinnati. I love Burrow. They've been on a great run this year. They 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 have all their receivers here at play. You know, Mixon will be playing as well. I lean Cincinnati here. I don't feel great about it, but Cincinnati at home, coming off last year's Super Bowl run, Burrow, the guy kind of guy he is against Huntley is a huge mismatch. You know, so give me Cincinnati. I'm gonna. There's gonna be another situation where I don't overthink it. I know the line is big, but I'm gonna roll with Cincinnati. They're fantastic at home, six and one at home this season. Mm. Of course, uh, they missed out on one game because of the Monday incident with Demar Hamlin. So six and one at home in the season. Bengals twelve three and one. They're also one of the better against the spread teams yes. that's on the season. And uh, you know, it, it's it's mainly because just like the other game. You know, where, where I met, I like Buffalo big because Tua's not starting. It's because Lamar's not here, you know. This offense was sputtering with Lamar at, at the tail end of, of before, you know, when, when all the games that he was starting before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, I, I just can't, you know. 
the Cincinnati defense was already stout against the rush. They were seventh coming into this, and it seems like Baltimore's going to have to lean on the run, especially with Dobbins being as hot as he is coming into this game. But, mm. you know, Cincinnati's going to be ready to stop it. Weeks True. 14 through 17, Dobbins actually led the league in rushing. That's how hot okay. he's been. So I know they're going to be leaning on him to, Dobbins to, props. to keep it. I mean, oh. possibly, but since again, Cincinnati's seven against the, against the rush. They mm. average giving up only 106 okay. to opponents. So... Yeah, I I think uh, another situation where I just don't overthink it and I lay the points with Cincinnati and just hope they come through. The Cincinnati pass offense is is fifth, ranked fifth, and Baltimore's pass defense ranked 26th in Mm. the NFL. And I know they're getting some guys back. I think Marcus Peters is going to be playing in this one. Okay. But, you know, just with with no Lamar, it doesn't inspire any confidence. I don't know if Lamar was expected to play by some of his teammates this week because he put out like kind of his own statement saying that, you know, he was the one that declared that he was not ready for this game through Twitter mm. or, or through whatever social media platform he, he put out his. But yeah, man, this might be a situation where we just seen uh, Lamar Jackson play his last snap for Baltimore, you know, might they be. might might not be back next year. So, you know, I don't know how morale is in that Baltimore locker room. That's pretty much my True. point there. And I know Cincinnati's coming into this one riding high. Uh, you know, they, they had a great season. They had the Super Bowl last year. And they're looking to, rec- you know, complete the mission that they, they felt just short of last year. So I know they're going to be riled up. I, I got to lay the nine with Baltimore here, man. I can't, I, I mean, with, with Cincinnati, I can't do it with Huntley, you know. I can't just take Huntley and hope that they cover the number. It's questionable, too. I'll go like, Baltimore. Yeah, D, I hear you. That's a, you know, and I agree with and you. And like you said, even questionable. So it might be Brown. Who, and I, I happen to think Brown's better than Huntley. Brown's, think so? Yeah, especially passing-wise. But, you know, again, I, I, can I trust Brown in, in, in this situation with all the numbers that we cited for, for rookie How quarterbacks? How about Harbaugh? You, you think Harbaugh gets his team ready gonna for this? He's going to do his best. He's going to do his best. He's a great coach. But when you just don't have the ingredients, when you don't have the, the things that you need, you know, what, yeah, what more can you rough. do, you know? You're right. You're right, D. And the Ravens are all 3-1 and one against the spread the last four meetings here, you know, against Cincinnati. So Cincinnati's got the better of them. And, you know, I'm going to lean the over, too, guys. I, I told you the over stat with 11, being 11-2 and two with the two teams being or whatever since the last week. And then this team, these teams, too, 4-1 and one against the spread the last five meetings in Cincinnati. Whether it's Anthony Brown or Huntley, I feel Cincinnati gets their points and Baltimore comes tries to come back. And, and I lean on the over here. You know, I know that the weather might be shaky, and, and you know, sometimes, and uh, if I'm gonna, you know, if Baltimore's gonna run the ball the way that they, we expect them to run the ball, that might play on the clock and limiting the possessions and everything. That also might play on the clock. But I like the over here. I'm gonna go with with the trends here, D. Sweet. Let's move on to the last game, which probably be the the, the exciting matchup, right? The most like exciting one, one I yeah, think. I like this uh, one. Cowboys at Buccaneers. Yeah, this this is one where you get in Tom right here against Dak. And you get in a go ahead, D. Minus two and a half. Two Cowboys and a half. on the road. Yes. Forty five and a half is the total. Okay, and like and that's you know leading into this game, I mean Dallas with the twelve and five record, and you're looking at Tampa with the eight and nine, and you're like shaking your head, you're kind of wondering what's going on there, especially you know with the way that Dallas ended the season. But the weather, I'm looking at the weather. First things first, weather's gonna be fine. You know, it's going to be about 60 degrees, and there will be no no precipitation, so there will be no... And that and that's not a big deal anyway. But besides that, the Dak, the way they ended the season, that's what, that's what concerns me here if I'm a Dallas fan. The way they ended the season, you know, Tampa Bay, of course, they, they kind of struggled the whole year. They made it to the finish line, and now they're looking to change up, change things up in the playoffs. You know, the road team in this series is 4-0 against the spread when you look at the last four meetings. The underdog is 5-1 against the spread the last six meetings. So those are conflicting. Those will go back and forth. But the Cowboys, they're 1-5 against the spread the last six meetings. So they haven't had success in this series. You know, for some reason or another, I'm leaning Tampa here, D. I like their matchup. I like the way that, you know, I like the way that Tom's been playing and the way that they've been passing the ball. I think they'll be able to do enough. You know, Todd Bowles, of course, he's going to hold them back a little bit. And maybe he's not super conservative in this game. Maybe Tom gets to convince him to go for a couple of fourth downs here. And maybe they can actually run the ball a little bit because they need to be able to run the ball here with Fournette and White. So, you know, I think they may, they may get to the run game going here. Dallas 1-4 against the spread. 
or one and four. I mean, on in, on the grass this year, their rush has not been good on the grass this year. I think it's like three sacks on the grass, so they've been pretty bad. Haven't been able to really rush the quarterback. You know, when they play in these grass games, I'm gonna lean Tampa here, D. You know, I don't like the way Dallas the way Dallas ended the season, and I still trust Tom here. I still do. I still hey, trust him. Dallas with that stinker against Washington, the almost loss against the Houston Texans. The Jacksonville. Dak, the Jacksonville game. The the yeah, the meltdown against Jacksonville. Dak with the nineteen interceptions on the season, despite missing five games, bro. Played mm. five games less and still wow. tied for the league lead in interceptions Not with good. Davis Mills of Houston. A lot of pick sixes. A lot bro. of pick sixes coming into it's like you said, I think he has a case of the yips as far as throwing those interceptions. Like he's never been that bad as far as turning the ball over. But then you got Tampa Bay on the other side, yeah. eight and nine in the season, just seem to be stuck in the mud all year long, especially with the running game, ranked number thirty-two in the NFL, number two in the pass offense, but mm-hmm. number thirty-two in, in, in the running game really makes you one-dimensional, and that's not what you want to be in the NFL against this, especially this Dallas uh, defense, man. Dallas defense is pretty good, bro. So it's not gonna be a good look when you can only pass the ball; they can just key in on that. Listen, this one's tough to call, man. I've been back and forth on this one all week. Of course, these two teams played in week one. Uh, Tampa Bay won 19-3. I think mm. that got, that was the game that got hurt in, yeah. and he, he missed the next five after that. But, I mean, I can't go by off that because of everything that's happened in between. You know, just, yeah. just a really, really, really tough one to call right here. Gun, gonna to, go, the uh, gun, gun to the, to the head. Gun to the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to go TB12 at home and take Thought the points. You would. Thought you would. As much it is, it's very tantalizing to take Dallas because if you take the the two seasons as a whole, Dallas has had a better season than Tampa Bay. Like overall, I mean, they they averaged a lot of points there. You know, in the middle of the season, they mm-hmm. were averaging about thirty two points a game. Dallas, you know, and, and Tampa, they didn't score. I think they scored thirty like once this year. Who's the better coach here, D? McCarthy or Bowles? Who, <coughs> McCarthy. Who, you give him McCarthy an edge. Right? You have to. You have. Just won a Super Bowl. I agree. You know. Bowles be lucky to, to to sniff a Super Bowl as a head coach. Although you know if, if TB12 gets hot, yeah, you see Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. He bro. might he might ride him over there. He might ride TB12 just to that. You know, uh, any props D, that that jump out at you here? I'm thinking I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip my pick, bro. You gonna flip it? You going Dallas to Dallas minus two and a half? Uh, they just been the better team all year long. Uh, Tampa's <laughs> been relying on theatrics, a lot of last minute comebacks by Tom. Like mm. I think the house of cards falls down in this one. I, I gotta I'm gonna flip my Switch pick to Dallas. Too? This is a tough one. This is the playoffs. I got to go with the better team. You You might go back and forth a couple more times before Monday night, too. Not for nothing. Maybe. I'll tell you this I'm not wagering any money on this one. Yeah, I, I, I'll I'm gonna be watch. honest with you. Yeah, this one. I'm just Get the popcorn out for this one, but yeah, like you said, you might, you know, anything to the total. How about the total? Do you see something there? Do you say, hey, I like the 45 and a half? It's not that big of a total here. I'll the weather under. should be fine. I'll you lean, lean under? under? I'll lean under. Okay. I'll lean under. These two teams. Under six and one the last seven meetings, mm. so that supports you there, D. And I mean, I, you know, it's tough though. You know, I was talking about all this stuff about uh, Dallas on grass, right? Yeah. D. Bucks on grass, two thirteen and one against the spread mm. the last sixteen games. Yeah. So I it, it's a wash. This is kind of making me lean Dallas now. You you convince me, but it's tough, man. It's, it's it, a battle of two teams on my no bet list. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, bro. what do I pick you? That's why you get all the back and forth. I'll be honest with you, like, uh, you know, narrative wise, sentimentally wise, you know, what I want, like, you know, money aside, I kind of want Tampa, you know, the Tampa yeah. Bay to Make win. A run I want, here. I want Tom to, you know, put a scare into some people. You know, Philadelphia next week will we'll, we'll be shook to see uh, True. Tom come in there. You know. True. But uh. My head is saying, my, my heart is going Tampa. My head is saying Dallas. They've just you. been the better team all year that's long. Tampa is struggling. So, you know, that's, that's why money-wise, my pockets ain't jumping out. My, my dollars ain't jumping out the pocket to, to bet this one. But uh, we'll, we'll go Cowboys, you know, just for, for lean-wise here. For, I feel you. For, for pick-wise. Do you like any props here, D? I'm looking at Zeke. I'm looking at Zeke. Yeah. Or I'm looking at Pollard. I like Pollard. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at one of these guys. And I, and I think... That when it comes down to it, I'll probably pick Pollard because his run total, his run yards is probably a little bit less, and he he's in a, he's a more explosive guy. He could get it on one play. You know what I mean? Do you? So you have a uh, fifty and a half for Zeke, and then Pollard forty five and a half. So okay, around right uh, about the same. Yeah, I'll take the Pollard. I'll take forty five and a half, and I think you agree with me there, right? 
Yeah, uh, I like Pollard. For me, he's been the hotter hand uh, all year long. You know, and Vita Vea D, he's questionable. He's the he's the key to that run defense. You know what I mean? He clogs up the middle. Right. Questionable. He's probably not gonna. If he does play, it doesn't sound like he'll be on in on every snap. He he might not be the same guy. You know what I mean? Especially I think it's a lower lower body injury. I think so. this game is gonna be ugly, bro. Low scoring. Think and, so? And Slugfest. Pulls it out late. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the first game was nineteen to three. So if it's anything like that, it's gonna be under. So the lean is under on the total. The, the the prop is over on the 40, uh, 45 and a half on Pollard. And uh, yeah, man, D likes, D likes uh, Dallas, and I give a small lean to Tampa. Let's get to the picks. That's it. It's time, brother. All right. You want to go ahead and kick go, it off? I kick it off? I'm a, like, what, are you ready? Because I don't know what I'm, I don't know what my pick yet, I'll to be honest with you. 26 and 19, looking to improve. Let's go three pack. Nice. First and foremost. This would be my best bet. Buffalo, 13 and a half. Okay. Skylar Thompson, I just don't see it, man. I like the, from what I've seen him in, of him this year, he is not ready, and he is definitely not ready for a playoff game in Buffalo. So I think Buffalo wins. Buffalo wins big. They cover that 13 and a half rather easily. Mm. Next pick, not going to overthink it. I'm going to lay it with the Bengals. Eight and a half out in some books. So let me let me go to the FanDuel book just to get, because I have nine written down, but I have seen it eight and a half. So and I don't want to cheat the audience here. So it's eight and a half on FanDuel at the moment. I'll gladly take Cincinnati eight and a half. Another situation where the backup quarterback, I just don't see them being able to to keep up. And in this in this scenario right here. The Ravens, where they'll be leaning on the run, the Bengals are very good at stopping that. So I just don't think Baltimore produces enough to, to stick with the Bengals. Also, the Bengals are on a mission to get back to the Super Bowl where they were last year. So I, I think they just handle their business. So now to pick number three. And this one I'm tossing between two games here. But I'm going to go with the New York Giants plus three. Mm. I like the way they match up with Minnesota. He was between the Giants and, and the Chargers, minus two and a half. But I'm going to give Trevor Lawrence some respect. I'm going to go with the Giants here, and I'm going to disrespect Cousins at home. Yeah, makes sense. Dayball, coach of the year. I don't think he's ready for this ride to end yet. I don't think the Giants are ready for this ride to end yet. I think they go into Minnesota with purpose, with drive, nice. with a ton of confidence, being that they've seen this team and, and, and yep. lost on a 61-yard field goal. Yep. And the season-long narrative of Minnesota being paper tigers comes to fruition. Giants win outright. Love it. Give me the plus three. Love it. Fire truck agrees with you, brother. Fire truck agrees. The comeback. Sirens no, honk, honk. Let's get a honk, honk. And I like a, I like a lot of your picks. I mean, some of them are my picks are just like your picks, bro. And it's, I'm gonna start with Buffalo, man, because Buffalo is is I think it's a pretty obvious pick here, guys. The number cannot be high enough. It's only two touchdowns here. This is a playoff game. They're gonna pour it on here. Buffalo's is uh, defense is top notch. Offense is top notch. Dolphins are limping into this game, just, you know, happy to be here, happy to be in the playoffs, lucky to be in the playoffs. And, and you know, Skylar Thompson is, is just not built for this moment. He's not built to, to against this defense. He's not built for this weather. You know, the Dolphins are a warm-weather team. They're going up to a cold Buffalo. Buffalo, minus 13 and a half. Um, we're going to move here, and I'm, and I'm going to go with the first game here now. Seattle and 49ers, guys. I like the over in this game. You know, the 42 is not high enough. The last four home games for San Fran have been over. The last uh, five of the last six games, they scored 33 points or more. They even gave up a ton of points against uh, against the Raiders, who haven't been who haven't done much at towards the end of the year. You know, so I, I mean, I don't expect San Fran to give up that amount of points, but I think Pete Carroll and the Seattle offense, which ranked ninth in the league with almost 24 points a game, will, will do enough to help get that total over which is not a high total and i know there'll be rain but as long as the wind stays where it's at where i'm looking at 10 miles per hour as long as the wind is there i think that'll that that won't affect the the the, the um that won't affect the the pass game and the scoring points here so over 42 and then for the last one d you know i was thinking about going four pack here and i and i just might do that you know i, I need to make up a little slack here you've been doing great videos and i haven't came out when with a couple of a couple of no, weeks no there. pressure don't put something out just no put but i like out. it though i like the chargers here 
You know, that they, they've been playing really well to end the season. And, you know, they're used to playing without these guys. Like I said, they still have other weapons. I do like the tight end, Everett. You know, he's really good. And he, he has some success as a, as a Ram. And I've seen him in Seattle, too. So I like him. So there you go there. And and I like the other weapon. I like I like uh, Eckler at the backfield. You know, I do like, uh, of course, Keenan Allen is one of my favorites. You know, and, and they have enough guys. And now Herbert is not as hurt. You know, I don't think he's as hurt. He might not be hurt at all with the ribs. That's a huge factor here. And and, and like Palmer, another receiver that they have. Um, Carter, another receiver that they have. So they have other guys that, that are and they're used to playing without these guys. Give me the Chargers, who have three straight covers, who are 4-0-1 against the spread, who have Bosa back, who have Mack on the other side, and Derwin James covering the slot receivers. Give me the Chargers, minus 2.5 nice. against the Jags tonight. And then the four-pack is going to be completed with your pick as well, D. The Giants, you know? They've been se- they're 7-1 against the spread on the road. Minnesota's been playing with fire all year, you know, and, and this is the, not the team. You know, this is a bad matchup for them, straight up. I talked to you about the play action, the success that the Giants had, the run game, how successful they, they were in that first game, the Giants blitz, what they, they could do there. And, and the Giants, you know, I think they get in the defensive backs back will help against Hawkinson and Jefferson, and they'll be able to control them a little bit better. And I like Dable. As good as, as, as O'Connell has been, I like Dable here. I like him just a little bit more. He's gotten so much out of this team. The they have no wide receivers. You did it with guys like Richie James, Hodgins, and Slayton this year. You know, Daniel Jones is a quarterback now, and the reason is is Brian Dable. Give me the Giants plus three. No need to overthink it. Let's go. I, I think in, in in a lot of these games, well, in all these games, it's a case where the two teams have faced each other in the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. I think. In no other matchup does it bode well for the team more than the Giants that they faced Minnesota early in this year because the Giants were not penciled in to be a playoff team this year. They weren't expected to make the playoffs. They got a taste, you know, Mm -hmm. and they know they can hang with this team. So So true. Because of that taste, I love the Giants plus three. I do like it a lot, John. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. happy that you agree with me. Yeah, man. I was considering had I taken... Chargers minus two and a half. I was going to consider a teaser, a 10 point tease of Bengals pretty much to win, Niners pretty much to win, Giants mm. plus 13. Mm, like that too. I was going to attack it that way, but because we, we, you know, we'll just go Bills minus 13 and a half, Bengals eight and a half, Giants plus three. I like that too. Nice. So those are the three picks. Ro, anything else for the audience out there before we. Uh... One prop that I really like, you know, despite the fact that I do like the Chargers. You know, I do like that Etienne prop on the over, man. I mean, the Chargers' run defense is bad. You know, I would lean on that Etienne prop, you know. And, and, and maybe, like like you said, you know, Daniel Jones, you know. I expect him to be, you know, Brian Dable. I expect him to cook, cook up some good plays for Daniel Jones. 38 and a half rushing yards? 38 and a half rushing yards. So I that think 38 and a half part. rushing yards for Daniel. I'm going to, of all the props, I really like that Justin Herbert, 279 and a half. Mm. Against that, that, that 30th ranked in DVOA pass defense of uh, the Jaguars. And one more, brother. McCaffrey. McCaffrey over on his rushing yards. Seattle's run defense stinks. They try to protect Brock Purdy here. Run the ball with McCaffrey. He could easily explode. 74 and a half is too low. I mean, over 74 and a half McCaffrey. Nice. So, yeah. so happy to be back on uh, on yeah, the podcast with the audience. Oh. Happy to deliver another show for you guys, especially for the playoffs. Should be a super wild card weekend as built. Dennis Perez, Roel Cabral here. Anything else for the audience, Ro? Good luck, guys. Good luck this weekend. Have fun.